Hey, everyone. Uh, really chilling situation on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin suffering a severe injury, uh, rushed to the hospital, game postponed. There's a lot of stuff here that we should talk about that deserves to be discussed and pointed out. Uh, so that's what we're going to do here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network free and available on all platforms. Thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. I'm here with Ross Jackson. I am Luke Braun. Uh, Of course, the tone of this show is going to be a little different than it normally is because the news of the day is what happened on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, So before we get into anything, uh, let me just quick say both... For both Ross and me, it was really important that we do this show, that we talk about mm-hmm. it, and that we um, don't just like skip this one or anything. And if that's what anybody else does on their show, that that's great. It was just we we didn't feel comfortable not having this conversation. Yeah, especially because of the role that sports plays for a lot of us. Um, and it's an escape, you know, it's the thing you watch when you're licking your wounds from a, from a hard Monday and then something like what happened to DeMar Hamlin happens. And suddenly that is another thing that you have to deal with and process. And I wouldn't feel right if you couldn't wake up on Tuesday morning and have all the podcasts you're used to listening to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're a community, right? Like exactly. And that's our way of, of kind of being here for each other um so i also want to thank the sponsor of today's episode who makes this kind of thing possible and helps bring us to you and that is prize picks they are a daily fantasy app that allows you to pick two to five players and whether they will do better or worse than their prize picks projection you can win 10 times your money on your first entry and you can get a 100 percent instant deposit match on your first Entry with promo code locked on up to a hundred bucks. That's prizepicks.com promo code locked on. So let's let let me quickly start by just recounting what happened for those who'd missed it, who weren't watching the game or whatever, but are now hearing all of this. Uh it was late-ish in the first quarter of Bill's Bengals. Cincinnati was leading 7-3 to three and driving. T. Higgins catches a pass and collides with Lamar Hamlin in such a way. Uh, really big hit, really big collision. Um, Demar Hamlin kind of pops up and then collapses back to the ground. And pretty quickly, players and around him, and there was actually an official that he almost fell down like on, mm-hmm. like pretty quickly realized that he wasn't okay, not okay. Yeah. And started waving over trainers and the uh, medical staff acted very quickly. And there are details of the next kind of 10, 20 minutes that we'll get into in more depth that that are worth kind of um, discussing in more detail. 
but that is what happened here. Uh, what we're not going to do on this show is uh, speculate. We don't have any information as we're recording this mm -mm. on the nature of the injury. We know he's in critical condition, um, stable, which is important, and mm -hmm. we are still kind of experiencing updates live as we do this. So as you're listening to this, you may know more than we do. Um, but all of that being said, there's still, I think, a lot worth talking about. Yeah. But we're not going to play the guessing game or any of that stuff. So if you're looking no. for, like, what happened or any of that, you're going to have to find that elsewhere. Yeah, like, no speculation or anything here. Of course, we, we hope uh, above all else that Tamar Hamlin is okay um, yeah. and that he, you know, he... he makes it through all of this. And I think that like, that's the thing that is paramount in all of this, right, Luke, that like what we, what we saw to, to what we saw Monday night is just another reminder that like, these are human beings that are out on the field. These are, you know, people's, yeah. I mean, his mom was in the stands, like his mom mm -hmm. rode the ambulance back. Like he, he is someone's son. He's someone's sister. He's, excuse me, he's someone's brother. He's someone's, you know, husband, boyfriend, whatever. Like, these are people, these are people, these aren't just like, you know, faceless football players, names and numbers on, on, on jerseys. These are human beings. And I think we got a very stark reminder of that tonight. And I think a lot of folks will sit there and say, well, there's an assume or not, not in this particular instance, but it kind of makes you reflect on how we sort of discuss injuries or injury prone players in some cases and mm -hmm. things like that, where people kind of have this attitude of like, it's an assumed risk, but I think it's important to understand that an assumed risk of injury is not an assumed risk of death. This is a very different sort of scenario. This is like, there's no blueprint for this. There's no, no. Th th there's nothing. Absolutely all that. unprecedented you know I mean? situation. Right. And um, Troy Vincent did say on a conference call that they do have a protocol for this kind of thing. If a player collapses on the field and they mm -hmm. had, um, you know, that ambulance wasn't, like that ambulance is standing by for yep. any particular game. They have different medical teams for this kind of problem or that kind of problem. Um, and they have a, a fairly in-depth protocol, most of which you never have to see, which is a good thing. Yeah, they, they apparently uh, go through it once a year in every single NFL stadium. So they, they know what the protocols are, that they, they go through all this. My biggest sort of, and just to start to get into kind of the, the deeper conversation here, my biggest sort of, takeaway from this thing is that like as soon as a player starts to have cpr administered cancel the game we're done here right like there's no more football left after that there's there's none at any point right because generally you know again we don't want to get into speculating but if cpr is being administered that generally means a list of certain things have taken place and so with that being the case like at that point, there, there's no more football to be played. So from 8:59 p.m. Eastern time to, I guess you know, if we wanted to be kind of you know kind about it, the equipment folks started packing stuff up around like the 9:45 Eastern time area or something right. like that. Uh, like, official word came through the broadcast, I believe, at about 10 on the dot Eastern. Yeah, too long, right? Like. I understand the idea that you want to go in and get the temperature of all of the players and the and the coaches and everything. And, and shout out to Sean McDermott as well as uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach, as well as Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals head coach uh, for, you know, rallying their players, getting them back to the locker rooms and then sort of taking the temperature and all this other stuff. But like 
uh, you know, mental health wise, they all just experienced this collectively, like this collective trauma that just took place. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be playing. <laughs> they don't need to be playing a game of football right. after that. You know, so I, I don't know. And there was this whole like five minute warm up thing that also came through uh, Troy Vincent of the NFL says that he doesn't know where that came from. It was spoken about on the on on the the broadcasts and all that. But you know, whether it was a thing or whether it wasn't a thing, it certainly didn't need to be a thing. Should have never been a thing. And that's just something I guess we can table now because the NFL doesn't know where that came from. But for uh for for these guys, like they went through a lot tonight and and as did Demar Hamlin as did T Higgins who of course was the player that was tackled in this situation uh but there there were heroes in all of this tonight as well like beyond the things yes. that maybe didn't go the way that they could have there were heroes in here yeah um i i also wanted to extend a, a kudos i guess to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott for mm-hmm not only you know kind of stepping up and being the leaders that you need to be and also all of the captains on the rosters of both of those teams for sure Joe Burrow Josh Allen and mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs so on um for being the leaders that a group of men that experience a, a trauma together yeah. i mean you see your your teammate your brother right receiving cpr and you have to make a wall around him because a privacy wall around him because there is a stadium of 60,000 people watching that are also experiencing on that night trauma, football. right? Like, right. That's unimaginable to have to go through that and realize that your your friend might be dying behind you, and and mm-hmm. you know they they don't know anything. I mean, we barely know more than they did at the moment, right? Um, that's horrible, and that leadership s- stepping up and being able to, I'll say, massage the situation to be deferential to those players, to be respectful to those players. Um, I think it takes uh, a level of integrity that's worth commending. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sure. also wanted to shout out the, the the whole TV crew on ESPN who oh. handled that situation with so much grace. Mm-hmm. Such an impossible situation where you're getting no updates. You have to fill time. Um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, I thought, did a great job. Lisa Salter's was who is an unflappable person hearing her voice shake as yeah she that was rough on things like shook me because she yeah. is usually the most like solid rock right right, right. um Susie colber adam schefter booger mcfarland scott van pelt uh, especially ryan, ryan clark, clark who yeah. is one of the most perfect people possible to be talking about this because he experienced a similar situation back in 2007 um all of those, I mean, when you're in blowout mode in a in a regular NFL game, you kind of want to talk about, I forget who said this, somebody who's done it. Um, you kind of want to talk about anything but the game. You know, you think about like Madden in the bucket, right? Way back right, when. Right, all these, right. You know, you, it's a boring game. Let's talk about anything else. Talk about the playoff picture. Just kind of whatever we can fill time with. In this situation, it, you can't talk about the bucket. You, you can't no. just start talking about the AFC playoff picture, right? And so they had to essentially dance around this situation and fill that time respectfully keeping the audience informed. It's such an impossible situation to uh, thankfully mercifully, mercifully they finally cut off the broadcast. Um, And I just, I wanted to shout that out because it's an extremely difficult thing to do in front of the entire country. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And of course, the, the medical personnel, the first responders, everybody that was all uh, a part of uh, getting Demar Hamlin, uh, you know, the, the treatment, the care that he received on the field, as well as, of course, over to uh, the hospital. Um, we're going to continue on with this episode. We're, we're probably going to, I mean, I, we're going to stick here with, with this situation and kind of discuss the league wide impact, not necessarily the playoff picture just yet or anything like that, but like, how does this impact the other players around the NFL that, mm-hmm. that watch this happen, who have to get back to practice on Wednesday? So Luke and I are going to kind of, uh, talk through that and, and it bounce it all around. Uh, Luke and I, you know, we're going to continue to do our jobs here and, and, and try to bring you the best possible content uh, here on the Locked on NFL podcast. But a part of us also doing our jobs is, of course, to remind you that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. So if you're looking for a little bit of a distraction here, Prize Picks is a great place to go. Uh, you pick two to five players. You could check out the NBA, for instance, which has you know several games ongoing. Um, a whole bunch of different competition that's starting to heat up there. So looking for just like a little something to take your mind off of stuff, have over prize picks. Uh, you pick two to five players, choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projection. You get those right and you go up to 10 times your entry back. And first time users can get a 100% instant deposit match by using the promo code locked on uh, over at the prize picks app or at prize picks. Dot com. Once again, it's promo code locked on. You put down $100, you get $100. Uh, you know, they match $100, put down $50, they match $50. It's a 100% into the deposit match up to $100 using the promo code locked on over at prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app. Thanks again for uh, coming to Locked On NFL and being part of our community, which is especially important in moments like these throughout the league that in the history of the league that sort of transcend the sport and the the chorus you always hear is that you know nobody cares about what the game does for the playoff picture nobody cares about it we all just care about if demar hamlin is okay and we can all sort of come together in that and there mm-hmm. are so many physical visible examples of that that um really touched me mm-hmm the entire city of Cincinnati had usually they'll light their buildings up orange for Bengals games. They change those lights to blue. Yeah. Um, the, the stadium has blue lights right now. Um, there are both Bengals and bills fans circled around the hospital as you and I speak together. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to hope that, that, uh, DeMar Hamlin can, can pull through, um, many Bills players at the hospital, both team owners, um, players praying together, working together, you know, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor working together. Uh, the one that I, I think blows my mind the most is DeMar Hamlin in 2020 did a toy drive with a GoFundMe goal of $2,500. Well, that, that was still up. He never closed it. So you could donate to the toy drive whenever. It was that like seven grand when this game started. Uh, as you and I speak, it is approaching $3 million in donations. <laughs> and these are all the mo- the highest donation is $1,000. This isn't one person putting oh, a whole bunch. Wow. There's a few people that donated like a grand because they have that money. But this is $5, $10. This is just that many people coming together. That's the and community. That's what sports, I think, are for. Um, it, there's a question rattling around in all of our heads where... You know, when somebody is in critical condition in the hospital and you go, my goodness, for a game, 
for entertainment. Yeah. Right. Is this all worth it? But I don't know. Look at how people come together over sports. You know, they say like football is family. And I know that that's part of that's like a slogan for commercials, but <laughs> that it's true. Yeah. That football brings, it brings teams together, right? Uh, you know, it brings people closer than they are with their, you hear Ryan Clark talking about that. You see those people more than your family in the season, right? Um, it brings families together. It, it creates that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth the effort. Yeah. Just to, to talk about it, like from kind of, I guess, a, a, a close perspective, like I think back to, I think back to the COVID years, right. Of 2020 and 2021, where we weren't sure we were going to have sports in 2020 for a little while, particularly like March, April and everything. And then, you know, we all stayed inside and all that, but then there was still kind of this communal, um, this kind of communal, experience because of watching the the football game that might not have had any fans in the building but had fans on social media right like i got so close to all of you here at at locked on like i spent more time talking to you guys than i spent talking to anybody you know anybody that i was i was close to obviously you and i were both like we were living close to one another Mm -hmm. so maybe that's you know we, we were a little bit of a different example but you know when it came to you know everybody like i you know we we became a family in our work which is all attached to sports this thing that these players go out and put their livelihoods on the line uh for and we we get the great honor of covering it which also sometimes comes with the the great challenge of covering these 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 world altering moments like let's be real like this is a massive moment in in sports and you know uh you know hopefully demar hamlin sees the other side of all of this but like and rather there is like so much of a larger uh, uh additional impact to to all of this as kind of like us as a as a community and how we sort of grow from this learn from this build from this get impacted by this and everything like i i hope anybody that like and and this is for for you uh you know listening or watching like i hope that if you saw what happened tonight and you felt impacted by it that you're talking about it and that you are saying what you need to say around it and expressing hurt anger whatever it is that you feel if it's anger miss you know that's placed on on the nfl if it's hurt that's placed just sort of internally based upon like witnessing that like none of that is easy none of that i know i know we got away from the the conversation around like the the impact around the league but we can get to that Nah, we can get to, to get to that in a little bit. Th- this this conversation I think is important too, Luke. Like the the yeah. impact of the, the the people that are all a part of this community. Yeah, um, and I, this was brought up as well in the uh, Locked On Bills and, and Locked On Bengals episodes, talking about this. Um, you're not alone. And I hope that you don't feel alone if this really messed you up. Yeah. Because it messed us all up. Yeah. And a lot of people are going through the same thing here. And I hope that that can bring people some level of, of comfort because it's not, your brain's not set up to see somebody need to get CPR on national right. TV. Right. Your brain is set up to maybe watch an actor 
play somebody who needs CPR on national TV. Mm-hmm. But your brain's not set up to know that a 24-year-old kid's hanging on, you know? Right. That's not something that we are, like, set up emotionally to handle. And I think we want to keep the NFL at this distance a lot of the time. Oh, it's just a game. You know, don't get too into it. Don't go too crazy. Um, Don't feel ashamed. And I think this kind of thing doesn't get said enough. Don't feel ashamed if it messes you up a little bit. If you yeah. need to talk to somebody, if you if you need to talk to somebody close to you or whatever, to process what you saw on Monday night, that's normal and healthy and mm-hmm. worth seeking out if you need yeah. it. My DMs open. <laughs> yeah, like 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 when we like y'all listen like when we when when Luke and I were talking about you know do we do this show do we not do this show the 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 biggest thing that came out of that conversation was or really I'm gonna be honest like Luke we were never really we never really explicitly talked about not doing this show we we were never we, not gonna do the show so. yeah we we a hundred percent were working on different ways to do it and you know yeah. how do we discuss how do how we like it. go about this and all this yeah how do we approach it and everything but like. The, the the driving force behind all of it is like the community of people that love this game and the community of people that were impacted by uh, tonight, even I'll say directly and, and indirectly. Right. I mean, you know, uh, gosh, like I can't imagine, you know, like T Higgins right now and how, how he feels obviously the, the Hamlins and the you know, Demar Hamlin and his family, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the teammates of these players and, and everything or of this player, as well as like even the opponents who were only opponents in construct, right? Like there, there's so many different sort of layers to all of this, but like it, it was never something I think that we talked about and said, well, maybe we shouldn't. It was always, well, how, how, how do we? And I think like that's just the attitude of sports as a whole. And, and what, is, what is this for, you know? Right. And I, I find myself thinking about that, and that's kind of why I brought that, that up earlier, is mm-hmm. what is this league for? What is the point mm-hmm. of the NFL? And I think that kind of is the answer to what is a show like this for, and it's, it's all about community. Um, but I, I do think that there are also some things worth discussing or at least just kind of even just reporting on with this uh, injury's impact on the league mm-hmm. as a collection of a lot of people who just experienced something traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's... So we can we can get into that next. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that here in just a sec. Um if you're looking for another distraction, I'll, I'll use this quick break as an opportunity to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online as well. Uh, much like we were discussing with Prize Fix, if you're looking for something to just kind of have a little bit of fun and poke around with, BetOnline.net is absolutely a great place to do that. Odds, lines, and props for all your sports wagering needs, but they've also got news, scores. If you like sports podcasts as well, which we know you do because you're you you've tuned into this one, you can go and check out what they have to offer. It's actually the kind of quick way to get into you know if you are you know looking at betting or wagering or anything to get all of the kind of like 
uh, trends in action and kind of know where everything's going. So you can go and check that out. There's, um, you know, everything around the NBA is there, everything around, you know, what could potentially be happening more before the MLB season gets started is there. NHL as it continues to roll along. So lots of different things for you to, uh, for you to check out. And of course, you know, look, Bet Online does a, a wonderful job supporting us, giving Luke and I opportunities to do what it is that we love to do, which is be here and be a part of this community. So it's, it's our pleasure to be able to, to help to give back to them as well. So you can go check them out today, betonline.net, where the game starts. Uh, before we move on, as we are recording, uh, we just got an official word from the Buffalo Bills on Twitter, the official Buffalo Bills account. Uh, I'll just read it out loud. It says, Demar Hamlin su- suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. Um, a little bit of new information there, as mm-hmm. uh, we were, as from when we started recording here. Um, this isn't a normal thing to happen, right? And I think it's worth talking about how this will impact everyone in the league, not just the Bills and Bengals, but like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, everyone's got to watch this dude who whose heart stopped on the field mm-hmm. and go practice on Wednesday. Yeah. There, that's, look, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of this game that's already so mentally challenging right like just the i like this like you yes. know you you talk to any player any time and you know I, I spoke with alvin Kamara, new orleans saints running back not too long ago during you know one of our press conferences it wasn't like a, a one-on-one thing or anything like that but like we were talking to him and we kind of asked him a little bit about like the idea of like giving giving up like going out and not giving a hundred percent and um what what Kamara observed was that if you go out there and you don't give a hundred percent, like you, you could get hurt. And he also clarified that like you give a hundred percent, you can also get hurt. And that's, that's right. kind of what we saw. That's why we saw they happen. teach tackling the way they teach it. And stuff. Right. There's a lot right. of, yeah. <clears throat> and so, but the thing that he was talking about was that like, they go out there and they, 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 they risk all of this. And so now there's, kind of this extra layer uh, something like this happens and then it kind of brings you back to I don't know I think the 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 closest thing that I have in my lifetime that's that maybe is relevant to this outside of like the Ryan Clark situation and then the Christian Erickson situation from Euro 2020 I believe that was uh was maybe like Dale Earnhardt right like that was the earliest one that I could that I could think of and that kind of changed everything in terms of that landscape and so you wonder, all of these guys have to come back on Wednesday and go back to practice. How do things potentially change moving forward? You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you right. have those things? And, and do these teams wait until Wednesday to come back? Or do they find a way to come together tomorrow just as a community of people, as a family of people, as a unit, and say... I love you or whatever, you know, like whatever it is that they, sure. that they have to say to one another. And I think like, I, I bring up the, the Alvin Kamara thing as I kind of struggle to connect the dots. I'm sorry. It's obviously like a lot, but <laughs> this you know, is, I, yeah, <laughs> I bring up the Alvin Kamara thing because like he, he just spoke about, he spoke so passionately about the idea of like going out there and putting your livelihood at risk, putting your health at risk and everything. And I don't think that these players have it in them to go from this 
and then not find a way if they're asked to go back out on the field next weekend, which of course will very likely be the case, not give a hundred percent physically, but how do you make that leap mentally? Like that's the hard part for me is how do you make that leap mentally after what you watch tonight? Yeah. And unfortunately you and I are not the right people to really have that because right. you know, you and I are not former players or anything. Right. We just, um, and we have, we have plenty of athletes at the lockdown network that may have uh, better thoughts and better perspectives on that than you and I can provide. But what I will say is, Hey, I mean, you know, that's up to who that group is, right? right. Every group of individuals is going to be a little bit different. Um, and for some, it's the kind of thing that can bring you closer. You know, it, it, it's for, and I, I, I don't think I'll ever get out of my head watching Stefan Diggs trying to rally his teammates on the sideline during right. that five minutes when they thought they were going to have to play. Um, the courage and strength yeah. that that the resiliency that that kind of thing takes. And if you knew who Stefan Diggs was and what he has been through in his life, you wouldn't be surprised that he showed that, but mm. it is, nonetheless that kind of thing blows me away that a human can be capable of that it's a Um, superhuman thing isn't it yeah and so i i we can't say what how your favorite nfl team will handle this kind of thing um but all of these guys have a that very unique experience you know that experience that you and i ross can't share of kind of going out there every Sunday with that implicit risk mm-hmm. that I could lose my livelihood today. My leg could explode and I could lose my livelihood today. And I really have no idea. And there's always that chance that something like this can happen. And I guess what I'm trying to drive at is I'm glad that all these guys are in a group of other people that at least can share that experience. They, these, are, these are superhuman people amongst superhuman people. Like, like, and, and when I say superhuman, I don't even mean like superhuman in that, like, oh, their, their pain threshold is higher. No, no, I mean here. I'm talking about up here in this, in this little noggin right here. Like the fact that they go out there for, if they're lucky four or five years. And in some cases, I mean, Tom Brady's been playing for what? I mean, he's, he's 45 years old. 22 and, years. Yeah. And so like 20 plus going out there and knowing what they're risking and still being able to do what they do and doing it for the love of the game, the love of the fan base, the love of whatever it is, the love of the craft. Like it, it, it's just an incredible thing. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like there is something special about someone's ability to be able to overcome that and say, we're going to go and do our job. I think that's an incredible thing. I think it's an incredible thing. And it is a, it is a, an example of mental fortitude that is not readily available in every example, uh, but it is one that is almost uh, requisite for the NFL. Yeah. For somebody who plays or professional game. athletes, period. Right. I think in particular football, because mm-hmm. it is, um, it is an unbelievably brutal, cruel, and unforgiving game. Mm-hmm. And these guys go out there and play it for no reason other than to entertain people who paid to be entertained by it. And it's their dream. 
Yeah. That's, and, and they worked toward it. I mean, Damar Hamlin worked toward that his whole life. Entire life. And that was the biggest moment of his career, this game, this Monday Night Football game, AFC showdown, this whole deal. And I think that's, I mean, it sounds weird in these contexts, but I think it's something that's just worth having a reverence for. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it is at least a little important to just quickly go over the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of where the league goes from here, because yep. a lot of people probably have that question, and it, it would be silly of us not to at least try to um, lay out what the options are. Um, obviously, this game is currently in a state of suspension in the middle of the first quarter with a score of 7-3 to three Bengals. They could f- theoretically resume it kind of whenever the league decides to, um, obviously there are a lot of factors that go into it. And as of this moment, we have no idea if they're going to do that or not. Right. Uh, the other option would be to essentially throw out the game, um, either call it a tie or a no contest or accept the score as is, uh, as though, you know, sometimes if there's a, a weather problem at the very end of a game that was over anyways, um, that, that kind of thing has happened. Whatever happens there, um, obviously will have implications on the AFC playoff picture and stuff. And not really what anybody's thinking about. Um, I would hope that we get some sort of answer to that on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially if they have an intention to play the game, because there's of course week 18 coming up, but I suppose they could postpone a couple of games there or something, have those be on a Monday or something like that. Um, And finish things out from there but we are in unprecedented territory and everybody from the nfl to your favorite neighborhood podcasters are 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 doing their best so i ask for kindness and patience um are very rarely misplaced things Mm -hmm. so that's all i ask yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see how how they handle it because we're talking about players coming going back to practice on wednesday and sort of the my hope is that there's like mental health professionals that are there and ready to talk and, you know, available to these guys, sports psychologists or, or, or whatever, ready to talk to these guys and, and, and be available to them. But I can't imagine, you know, I think about postponements. The last time we saw those would have been during the COVID season in 2022 mm-hmm. to where they were postponing games for two days. So we're talking about we, that would then take us from going from talking about a te- teams going back to practice that witnessed this two days later teams going back to practice it, it, as opposed to it would take us from that to now teams that w- were a part of this that were in this that were impacted by this that saw this happen having to you know compete uh, and play a full game in a couple of days i don't know if that's enough time so it's gonna be really interesting to see how they go about it they could go not no contest and i guess go by like win percentage or something like that, and, and, and do that. That's what they had planned to do during the COVID season if there was any team that didn't finish with as many games as the other teams and stuff like that. So, right. you know, it's not, it's, not fully, it's not fully fleshed out, though, like you said. Like, it, it, is, it is unprecedented. So, so we'll see. Right. Which, we'll see which would functionally be a tie mathematically. Right. Uh, which would affect the, for anybody who is wondering uh, if they do call it a tie, that would mean that the Bengals clinch the AFC North, same as if they would won. And I believe the Bills would also be in the same situation seating-wise as if they had lost. So that would be functionally the impact of that. Uh, But again, obviously... Small potatoes. Small potatoes, yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you have to do to to respectfully navigate this situation, Mm -hmm. um, which we hope the NFL can show that respect. (laughs) Muster up a way to do it. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, and again, as, as we wrap up here, above, above all else, um, we hope that Damar Hamlin is okay. Um, and we hope that we get positive news and that you all get positive news uh, around him here uh, very, very soon. And, of course, we hope that you are uh, well also. Uh, so we appreciate you and, and hope that, you know, Luke and I wanted to do this show today and, and, and still be here. And so we hope that we were able to provide you with a little bit of uh, not necessarily a distraction because obviously we talked about everything, but just a little bit of, 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 of solace and, and, and maybe processing. respite. And, yeah, I think just, we're uh, processing a Process bit. it with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, let you see us process it so you know it's it's yeah. okay to struggle processing it because i know i know uh, i certainly had very my much moments, is. so yeah so uh we appreciate y'all very much for joining us for another episode of locked on nfl tomorrow tony and james will be with you um and you know we'll continue to to roll along here and get you as many updates as we can as we get uh, solid information moving forward uh for luke braun here i am ross jackson and we'll see you here soon on another episode of locked in nfl part of locked on podcast network your team every day